Welcome to the Kingdom Conversation Podcast, where we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. I am your host, Quentin Jones, and I'm excited that you are joining me today. Um, I would love to hear about how this podcast is helping you. Um, It's challenging you. It's encouraging you. Um, and uh, please send me some sort of communication and let me know what it's doing for you. And you can do that by visiting um, my website at AOCNewAlbany.com. And at the top, you will see a section that's called podcast. And when you go to there, you will see a email icon where you will see an option. So um Thank you to those who are the consistent listeners. You have been sending me communications after each uh, episode about how it is uh, and how God is really challenging you. So don't stop. Keep it coming. I'm doing this not for the applause of men. I'm doing it because God told me to. But it sure is good to know that someone's life is being changed by this. And so today's episode, I'm really excited, like really excited about today um, and what the Lord has in store for us. You know, in God, there's always more. Believe it or not, there's always more. I come across people who think that they have reached this epitome or the plateau of their walk in God, but in God, um, there's always a mystery and there's always more. And that itself is not a scary thought to me. It's a place that provides me much peace because I know that I will never fully attain absolutely everything that God has for me. And so in God that there's always more, but the more is not just like a increase in like capacity. The more is going higher to another place. That means like you're here on level one and the more is to go to level two. The more is that you've taken 10 steps But the more is you've got to take 12 steps. There is always more and the more according to God and the biblical standard is always that we go higher in God or what a verse says that we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so it's not the same. There's always another level, but another level never is downgraded. It's always upgraded. There's always more. And so I have a question for you. Are you ready for the call to come up hither? That's the topic of today's podcast is come up hither. If you got your Bibles or if I got your ears and you're listening to this in the car, that's completely fine as well. I want to read to you a couple of verses where this thought comes from. In Mark chapter three, starting in verse 13. It says, and he went up to the mountain It's talking about Jesus. And he went up to the mountain and summoned those whom he himself wanted. And they came to him and he appointed the 12 so that they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. It that is a small set of verses right there, but there is so much meat in those Versus, it is mind blowing to me. It says here that Jesus went up to the mountain and he summoned those who he himself wanted. So here's point number one, that the first thing that jumps off the page to me, that's leaping in my spirit is that he called, he called, Jesus called. 
and he summoned those who he wanted. This makes me think about the verse in 1 Samuel in chapter 3, where Samuel, as a young boy, was uh, there was four different times that um, the Lord was calling Samuel. And Samuel would get up and he would run to Eli and say, hey, you called me. And Eli was like, I didn't call you, man. Like, you know, you keep coming to me. I did not say your name. And this happened four times. And then in First Samuel chapter 3, in verse 9, is and Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say speak lord for your servant is listening so samuel went to lay down in his place then the lord came and stood and called as other times samuel samuel and samuel said speak for your servant is listening i like this verse and how it connects with mark chapter 3 because you know i can't say at least in my life, that I have personally felt like that I've heard the audible voice of God. What I can say is that I've heard the voice in my spirit that was almost like a audible voice of God. It was almost like a, like nails on a chalkboard that literally gets your attention instantly. And this is what this looks like for us as believers is that there is an audible voice in your spirit that you know there is something you must do or you should be doing. And it's the same thing here. Jesus went up to the mountain and he summoned those who he himself wanted. Listen, listen, here's a thought. Here's a thought. I want you to put your big boy pants on. Okay. I don't want you to be offended. And if you are, uh, that's not my problem. But listen, here's the question. I know how much you want Jesus. I know how much people want Jesus. They love Jesus. They want to be around Jesus. I know the love that people have for the Savior. But here is a question according to Mark chapter 3. Does Jesus actually want you? I'm not talking about the um, unrelenting love that, you know, Jesus died for sins. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in Mark chapter three, that when Jesus went up to the mountain, he called certain people to come up with him. And he himself picked those people. I know how much you want Jesus. I know how much I want Jesus, but does Jesus actually want you? If there was a summoning that would happen to come up hither, would you be the one Jesus would summon or would it be someone else in your church? Would you be the one that Jesus says, Hey, I need you to come up hither. I have some things to share with you. Or would Jesus overlook you because in the current state, you and I have not stewarded or ran our ways to our, our race to the full degree as expected. Have you and I set ourselves aside, meaning consecration to be used in this final hour? Jesus went up to the mountain. And he summoned those whom he wanted. Are you a candidate for more? Have you been faithful in the little? I was preaching in my church and I, and I mentioned this a, a few weeks ago, but it's this. Someone else other than you must know that you are trustworthy and you are honorable. If you are the only person who knows that you're trustworthy and honorable, there's something wrong with that picture. It's the thought. It, it's so thought provoking to me. 
People talk about, you know, um, Jesus accepts everyone. And listen, according to the Bible and the book of Romans, while we were sinners, he died for us. So I'm not talking about the unconditional love of God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the person that there is a group of 100 in the room, in the church, in the building, but only 10 people get to come up hither because they've been faithful to what God has given them. Would you be the person... Would I be the person that would actually be summoned up to the mountain or would we have to watch someone else walk up the mountain? And just like Samuel, you see, when the Lord calls, when he calls you, when there is a summoning, here's the correct answer. I want you to say this after me. Exactly what Samuel said. Here I am, Lord. Speak. For your servant is listening. Come on, say that again. Here I am, Lord. Speak, for your servant is listening. Hey, next time the Lord wakes you up at 2 o'clock in the morning, don't say, man, it's way too early for this. Say, here I am, Lord. Speak, for your servant is listening. Hey, next time you're in church and the conviction of the Spirit comes upon you and you know you should be at the altar for whatever it is, here's what you say. Here I am, Lord. Speak, for your servant is listening. Hey, next time your spouse wants to bring you a... a a notebook full of stuff of what you're not doing right. Hey, watch. Say, here I am, Lord. Speak for your servant is listening. Point number one is he called. Jesus called. Jesus called. He called those whom he wanted. And if you keep reading that verse, then it says here, and they came to him. Whoa, look at that right there. Look at that. Look at that. So not only did he go up to the mountain, he summoned those whom he wanted, and then they came to him. Point number two is they came. It's one thing to get an invitation of more. It's one thing to be called up hither. It's one thing to say, hey, it's now time for another level because you've been stewarding what you have. It's a whole nother thing when we respond to it. How many people are receiving and hearing the call for more to come up hither to the mountain to come up to be with jesus but there is still there is still fear on a person's life in matthew chapter 11 verse 15 it says he who has ears to hear let him hear that's not talking about natural ears that's on this on the side of our head it's talking about spiritual ears. I'm talking about that when God speaks. It, listen, it goes back to what Samuel is. It doesn't have to be audible because Eli never heard the voice and they were in the same home. They were in the same home, in the same vicinity, in the same proximity. But Eli never heard it because this is a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual thing. If God is speaking to you, do you and I have ears to hear what the Lord is saying? Or are we spiritually deaf? He who has ears, let him hear. How do you know if you are being asked to come up hither? Watch, watch. Let me tell you what it looked like for, for my life. It's that my current lifestyle is good enough, but I know I should be doing more. It's almost like I know I'm doing good enough to just get by, but there's a conviction that says, Quentin, you know, you know what is on your heart. You cannot listen. What got you here won't keep you here. When there's a conviction on your life 
knowing that there's something, that there's greatness on the other side. You know it because you know you should be doing more. That you got to change the way you eat. You got to change the way you live. You got to change how much time you invest in this thing. And, and you have to say no to this thing so you can say yes to that. When you got that conviction on, on your life, it's probably because there's an invitation for more. Complacency causes casualties. That's what I have written down right now. Complacency causes casualties. Being complacent and doing just enough to get by is the recipe for a casualty. I don't just want to be the person that receives the, the invitation to come up hither. I want to be the person that responds to it, man. I want to respond. When the Lord speaks, I hear him. When the Lord says go, I go. What the Lord tells me to say, I'll say it. What the Lord tells me to do, I'll do it. I want to be a person that when I receive the call to come up hither, I always respond to it. It's almost like the story in the Bible that when the glory cloud came down around Moses off of the mountain, Moses ran into the cloud. Listen, let me help you with something. When the glory cloud comes in, run in. Run in. Full speed. Full steam. Run like Forrest Gump. I was running. Run into the glory, man. That's the difference. Number one is he called. And number two is they came. It's time to respond. Say that with me. It is time to respond when the call comes. And for some of you listening, I know for a fact, because you've been sending me emails, you've been sending me text messages, and I know based upon what you're sharing that you are hearing the call of God for more. Let me challenge you right now. Respond, respond. If he's calling you up to the mountain, then go up to the mountain. Let's go back up to Mark chapter three. And again, let's, let's say this. And he went up to the mountain. He summoned those who he himself wanted and they came to him and he, Jesus appointed the 12. Look here, look here, look here. So they would be with him. So they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. So we understand according to this verse, that Jesus is the one who calls people for more. We also understand that there must be a response that comes from the disciple. And now here is the thing that I want to leave with you as I get ready to leave you these last few thoughts. Why does Jesus call us for more? Why? Why? So we know what he does, but here is the question. Why? Why does he do it? To me, it's a clear purpose. It is the presence and then power. Presence and then power. It says here that he appointed the 12. The very first thing he appointed them to do was to be with him. Someone needs to know that. My pastor, who is one of, who is not just my pastor, but he's like my father. And he, he is so inspirational. He has drilled this into me. And he has literally um, ministered to ministers this. If you only study 
to write a sermon, then you are wrong. Or that's not the right thing to do. Let's say it like that. That's not the right thing to do. How many ministers or pastors or whatever, whatever it looks like for you, especially if you are a minister, do you only pray when it's time for you to present the word of God? Do you only open up your Bible when it's time to write a sermon? Do you only, you know, do, do you only do things when your number is called to, to do something or, or do we wake up and we just want to be with him? It's presence, his presence, and then flows the power. You see, he wants us, Jesus, Jesus wants us to be with him more than the thought of what he can do for us. If you ask most people today, especially young ministers, they want the power. They want the authority. And listen, I want that too. But that's not my number one priority. My number one priority is to spend time with the one that made me. It's to spend time with the one that called me up hither because that's what he desired. In my time that I spend with him, that's authentic. And it's not me looking at my phone or my watch. I walk out from the present with the power, listen, to not only cast out demons, but it's also the power to preach. My preaching ability can't be from my own natural means, my own natural training. I actually went to school and one of the things that um, a class I had to take was public speaking. I don't want to preach because I received a seminary class on how to give point one, two, and three, A, B, and C, and have a closing, and have a really good introduction. I want the anointing to preach because I spend time with Jesus. That's what I want. I want his presence over anything. Jesus wants us to prioritize. Listen, Jesus wants us to prioritize being with him. Do you know that being with him will bring an anointing on you when it's time to preach being with him will bring the authority to cast out demons being with him will cause success in every single area even those who either you work for a business or you own your own business being with him will ensure that you and I never ever 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 have a dry season. You know, that's one thing I can't understand. How in the world does a believer say that I'm just in the dry season? But yet the Bible says that there's rivers of living water on the inside of you. How in the world can someone be dry when you're connected to the stream? Oh my goodness, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. How? How do we go with dry season? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have an answer for it. But that seems to just be a normal statement. I'm just in a dry place. How? How? Aren't you connected to the source? Aren't you and I connected to the river? Aren't we connected to the living water? If, if, if there is a believer that's in a dry place, it's because they are no longer planted by the stream or planted somewhere else. That's, that's the only way. Listen, 
Being with Jesus will ensure that we never have a dry season. We should always have joy. Being with him ensures that we always have joy. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes, you are in Jesus' name because I know it. I know you are. His presence. That's, that's the purpose of why he calls us up hither. Come up hither. Why? And it's not because he has a different call for you. It's not just because he wants you to do with something else. It's, it's, it's not just because he wants you to do a crusade or he wants you to operate with miracles, signs, and wonders. It's because he wants to spend time with you. That's it. That's the purpose. We must get back to the place where we spend time with him. In Luke chapter 10, there's one of the, mo the most famous verses in the Bible or a set of verses. It's a story about Mary and Martha. And it says that, you know, there was a woman named Martha and, you know, she, uh, she let Jesus in his home. But she also had a sister called Mary. And the Bible specifically says that Mary was at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Mary was too busy doing all of these other things. She was too busy, quote unquote, serving. She was too busy, quote unquote, you know, doing what God had told her to do, if you will. If you, if you understand what I'm saying, what context that she neglected the present. And so she went to Jesus, Jesus, you need to talk to her because I'm serving all by myself. I'm doing all these things by myself. How come it feels like that I'm alone doing this while she's sitting here at your feet? And Jesus says, but, but Mary chose what the one thing that was important. And she chose the good. She chose the good part, which was to be with me. You and I must get back to the place. Where we spend time with him, not because we're looking for something, not because we need this calling and this anointing and this clarity on our life. We do it because we want to spend time with him. I'm talking to you about coming up hither. For some of you, the Lord is telling you to come up hither. He calls it. The Lord will call you to come up hither. That's number one. He called. Number two is they came. There must be a response. If the Lord's telling you to come up hither, then respond. Do it. What's the best thing that can happen? I don't even say the worst thing that can happen. What's the best thing that can happen if you actually respond to come up hither and you know God wants more for your life? And number three, the purpose to come up hither is because he wants us to be in his presence and from his presence will flow the power you want power then get in his presence listen thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's podcast um i continue to appreciate all the positive feedback and again please um go to my website aocnewalbany.com go to podcast send me an email let me know what the lord spoke to you about this let's encourage one another in the lord and again thank you so much for joining the kingdom conversation podcast where we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset i call you blessed